you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. Thanks for taking the opportunity and tuning us in and letting us be part of your day and your community. We are quite honored for that with Kevin again. Now, uh, we remember yesterday, I thought Kevin was in North Carolina, but I was wrong. There he is in the Keystone State. He's in Pennsylvania. He's uh, over there in Carlisle Barracks. Kevin, good morning. Good morning. I'm in the land of my nativity. I was born and raised in this area, and it's a pretty, uh, pretty nice right now. It's you know, the weather's good, a little bit of breeze. Uh, yeah, there's some fires going on in, in uh, Canada as we're yeah. making this broadcast. And it's kind of a weird sky. But but anyway, it's a nice green area. And it's going to, it's sooner or later, it's going to hit South Carolina. Another reason to live down in South Carolina, my dear friends, is we don't have the smoke yet. But we were up in Montana last year. It was real heavy. And I think if you look it up, the Canadians will not use chemicals on their fires. And so they get to a certain point and then they invite the Americans to help them put out the fire and we use it anyway. So I don't know what's going on. I just wish you, those of you who are north of the border and listening, I know there's about a hundred of you, uh, let you, we want to let you know we're praying for you and God willing, uh, God will bring a lot of rain and put those fires out and, uh, there'll be no more smoke. So we've been moving along on the life of Christ. So exciting. We've talked about this for three or four months. We kept saying, you know, when we get done with this narcissism, when we get done with these interviews, we're going to the life of Christ. Exciting news. We're there. We're over in the book of John. We read the first three verses. We're going to still uh, hang around there for the first, uh, until the break today. So for the first 10 minutes and, and the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. It just set the record straight. Christ is God. He's co-eternal as Kevin said yesterday. He was there in the beginning. He's there now. He's not going there anywhere. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him uh, was not anything made that was made. So it's it very clear that Christ is there. He's Christ is in the game. He never took our, you know, a dugout seat. He never got pulled out of the game. He's the guy. And we were talking yesterday how so many people, and Kevin made the mention that as I head out to Salt Lake City tomorrow, uh, we're going to be running across people who do not believe in the deity of Christ. They believe in some way uh, that Christ was the brother of Satan. This is what the Mormons believe, and everybody's got a, a turn on it that's a cult. Uh, but they believe that uh, that he was equal with Satan. They were brothers. One turned good, one turned bad, and uh, it was a Cain Abel type of thing. Folks, let me tell you something. There's no scripture for that. It's nowhere. When when Paul was talking to the Church of Colossae there in the chapter one, he he went on to say he said, "Who is the image of the invisible God?" Right away, I'm talking about Christ. I'm talking about the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, 
All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. So it, it goes on right away, and it highlights the supremacy, a word that uh, uh, Kevin was using. You know, we had full supremacy. We owned the skies. Well, Christ owns everything. He's the image and representation of God the Father, of God the Holy Spirit. He's the perfect embodiment of Christ's nature and character. And and having to remember that, I remember in seminary us talking about that, that, you know, God's not sending down something that's a little bit like him. God's not sending down something on earth to take away the sin of the world on somebody who's kind of good. God's... I mean, we're talking about a sinless, holy, wonderful Lord and Savior who stood the test of time, whose God's word testifies of, who even today does a work in my life. And uh, so, folks, I want you to know that as people come and people will lead us down the wrong road, don't follow them. Follow God's word. And that's where we're at today, Kevin. We're talking about the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every preacher. Uh, he's a divine agent of creation. He's been there. Firstborn of every creature. He's, he was yeah. there. He was there in creation, Kevin. He was there. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. We have a savior who's more than sufficient for every thing that comes his way, let alone everything that comes our way. And um, the Bible says that if God spared not his own son, but freely delivered him up for us all, shall he not with him also give us freely give us all things? So our Savior uh, in, in all of his capacities are available to us. We forget it because, you know, when you're in the darkness, we don't you don't see it. And so, um, you know, in the, in the kiln of trial and temptation, you just wonder what in the world's going on. But the fact is that God's bigger than the whole thing. He's, uh, he's on the throne. You know, I was thinking that this is such an important thing to understand that Jesus was not a created being. Um, the first time brother Doug, that I ever remembered tasting, conviction or enlightenment or, or just, just God speaking to my faith at all, uh, was when I first heard the truth of the deity of Christ. I wasn't in church. I was talking to my girlfriend at the time. It was in this area where I'm at right now, Cumberland County, Pennsylvania. And, um, while, while I was having a conversation with her, she was Catholic at the time. And um, she subsequently got saved uh, by grace through faith in Christ alone. But but she knew enough of the scriptures to know that I was clueless. And so this young Catholic girl, age 14, I was 16. Mm. She was my first girlfriend. She, she said, um, Jesus is God. You know, because I think I said something like, well, what's this Trinity thing? She said, that means Jesus is God. And I said, no way. You've got to be kidding. And when she explained it, and I forget how she put it, but she, she just simply said, no, you know, th th we believe the Bible says, you know, that Jesus Christ always was, always is, and always will be. And I said, oh, I always thought he was like just a, a super angel, you know, kind of a superhero kind of person. And she's like, no. And let me just say it, that hit me. And I remember at that moment, from that moment on, God was drawing me because, and I can't, I, I don't even get the reasonableness of it, why that in itself, but I, there's, there's something there that when you realize who Jesus is, 
um, compared to where you're at in life, all of a sudden there's a new sense of big him, little me. There's a new sense of my responsibility to him. Uh, it was just all different. And, um, I, I look at, I look at that as what brought me to Christ the following year. But, um, I knew a lot about God, but I didn't know him, but it took that, uh, just, you know, that sensing that he was, he was all and that he could be my all in all. And, and I eventually invited him to become my all in all, my savior. And, um, boy, anyone that's out there listening, if God is, is not, if Christ is not your savior, maybe it's because you don't quite recognize yet that he literally is God come in the flesh, taken on human form, gone to the, and, and by the way, lived perfectly, gone to the cross of Calvary, suffered and died um, in our place, buried and rose again, and that we can exercise complete confidence in, in him because we're talking about the eternal, holy, all sufficient, omnipresent, everywhere. He can do anything. Lord God, that's our Jesus. That's our Jesus. And you know, the devil's job, just, just coming right off what Kevin was saying, the devil's job is to show us people that distort the image of God in our lives. That's the devil's job. So when we look at these human beings and in, in, in a mistake that I think all of us have made at one point or another in our life is to distort the image of God. And we say, well, look at this guy. Stop it. Can I tell you, sin is in every one of us. We were born into sin. We're sinners. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't look at each other. Kevin and I don't look at each other and say, man, that guy looks like God. He's a lot like God. Well, no, we're going to fall short. There's no contemporaries. Uh, and he is before all things we talked about a few minutes ago in Colossians one seventeen, and by him, all things consist. So if, if we try to take this distorted image that the devil wants us to have, and, and we, in some way believe that the world had something to do with the creation of Kevin and I, or anybody else on this earth, or that person that hurt us, or that person that ruined our life believe that, you know, let me tell you this, that person that ruined your life was created just like everybody else on earth. But within us, uh, pastor talked about that last week, pastor Miller within us, there's an evil side and there's a holy side in whichever one you feed is the one you get. Uh, God is light. We're going to talk about that when we come back from our break in a second. Uh, don't lay that on God. That's not God's call. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to look at these murderers and say, boy, if there was a God, they wouldn't be murderers. Stop it. There's sin in this world, dear friends. We're going to talk about the God of light in just a minute. He's the God I follow, and I hope he's the God you follow. Hang right with us. We'll be right back, and may God bless you. Here we go. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. So I'm going to go ahead and start us in these next four verses. We'll shoot over to Kevin, but it says, In him, here in Book of John, chapter 1, verse number 4, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. 
there was a man sent from God whose name was John. We're going to be talking about John the Baptist here in a little while ago, in a little while. And it says the same crime for a witness to bear witness of the light that will all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. And so I'm reminded, friend, over, uh, friends, over in the book of John and, and uh, chapter number 8, so we could just move forward. It said, then spake Jesus in verse number 12, again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world, that he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. I also pulled up in my commentary here over in First John where we talk about the light. So I wanted to go back a minute ago where I didn't make a lot of sense to you guys, where I was talking about, well, if this guy did this and we distort our image about it, if there's a God, why is that happening? Because they're not following the light. Christ is the light of the world. So the verse says, then Christ again saith unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth, who that follow me shall not walk in darkness. So what it's telling us, Kevin, it's saying, but shall walk in the light of life. What it's saying is the people that the devil want to use to distort us. I want to assure you of something right now or ensure you that these are people that are walking in darkness. We all have within us who get saved. We accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior in the Holy Spirit and dwelleth within our heart and minister to us. Matter of fact, the Holy Spirit, Jesus ministers to us through the Holy Spirit. God the Father ministers to us through the Holy Spirit. And we make a decision, are we following the light or are we following the darkness? And I know a couple things as I pass this over to Kevin. Number one, if we're following darkness and we're actually born-again, blood-bought believers who believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, spoke it with our mouth and believed it with a heart, and it was real to us, and we're following darkness, we're miserable. If you're listening to me right now, number one, folks, that's a very good point today. If you're listening to me and you're miserable and your life's upside down and the Gnostics of the modern-day America are getting to you and things of that nature— Follow the light. Number two, if you're following the light, holy, and you're following that light, boy, these, these people stick out, these narcissists, these, these nutty people, these people who are trying to hurt us, these people uh, who turn our lives upside down, they, they stick right out. All of a sudden, you see there's darkness and a bunch of light. And folks, let me tell you, the light will knock it out anytime. Follow the light. Number two, these people... These people are not walking in the light, but you can. And when you walk in the light, the darkness really doesn't matter. Back at you, Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. The um, the the point is so well made. Uh, people that claim to follow the light, if they don't, that doesn't that doesn't you know they may reflect poorly on the light, but the light is still the light. And you know, a car has headlights, and a headlight is basically when it's dark outside it's an artificial sun you know you're trying to light up at least a little bit you know in the road in front of you so you don't hit some and um our savior is is the light john the baptist was not the light but he was well, he he was a light and um in christ is is the light that gives life you know a headlight as good as it is cannot um i can't shine my headlights on the forest and all the plants will photosynthesize and you know make food for themselves that's not as it won't do that i can show you know someone how to find the forest that's about all i can do with headlights but the light the sun is just a different class altogether so the gnostics and you're saying it so so 
precisely the Gnostics of today, uh, and, and, and you mentioned the narcissists. The narcissists are the modern-day Gnostics. Gnosto is is the word where we get where we get Gnostics um, is talking about knowledge. So what they're saying is they know better. They have a fuller knowledge. They've come to Gnostic says we have figured out that you can go beyond scripture and really find out about God. And if you're limiting yourself to if you're limiting yourself to scripture, you're holding back. So Satan was the first Gnostic when he told Adam and Eve, God uh, doth know that in the day that you eat this fruit, the forbidden fruit, you'll be like him. And so, in other words, he is holding back information from you. So a narcissist wants to understand this. This is a key to, to many people's trauma. They have to besmirch any other image that, that, that might make them look bad. They have to, they have to be the shiny one. And um, in fact, there's a movie that's just came out and it's trying to besmirch, you know, certain weirdos or whatever, um, or, or good people. I didn't watch the movie, but it has to do with, um, happy and shiny or something. Um, and I don't want to get into all that. Brother, you got, you got, you're coming in and out. Uh, I don't know if you're going to adjust your mic or whatever the case may be. Okay. Is I hope it's not my Bluetooth or something. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. You're just coming in and out a little bit, but anyway, go ahead. It's probably phone signals. So anyway, the world would say, oh, these, these, everyone who's a Christian is happy and shiny, but it's, there's really systemic evil and, and they're holding out. The people that claim to know the truth are holding out. And, and so if you say, I believe the Bible, you're, you're actually um, promoting some systemic you know, abuse or something like that. And the fact is, yeah, there are abusers that are amongst those that profess to know Christ and to believe in the light and to believe in the sufficiency of Scripture. However, to to besmirch the light and say, oh, no, we got to just chuck the whole idea that uh, that the God of the Bible is who he says he is, and that Jesus of the Bible is can, can be known, and by his spirit we can walk with him. If they besmirch the reality of living sold out to God because of other people's, you know, besmirched lives, then that's, to me, that's Gnosticism, Doug. Yeah, and, and that's a good point. And, and essentially, I've watched uh, what Kevin's talking about. It's a shame. And any of you who are caught up in that, they're talking, uh, it's a documentary, uh, and it's talking about the Duggars and, and, and a guy, I honestly, I'd never knew Gothard, the Duggars. Gothard was a guy who ran this paramilitary Christian type of organization, I guess, you know, in, as in all narcissists and crazy things, there's truth. Uh, but the light of God wasn't shining through these people. So, uh, you know, the the responsibility, I think, of this documentary, everybody has a reason for writing a book. Everybody has a reason for making a documentary. Everybody, there's a reason there. There's a purpose. You sit down and say, why am I making this? What is this? You know, what's the purpose of this? And the purpose here is, again, to say what I told you a few minutes ago is, you know, Satan wants to distort the image of Christians. 
Now, is Gothard and the Duggars all messed up? They gave absolute proof they were opposite of what the Bible expects from all of us. I mean, it was there. It was clear. It was real. Uh, I had heard years ago uh, about Gothard and some of the things he was doing. And immediately my monitor went on and said, this guy's a freak. But some people got caught up in that. And that's why, folks, we got to realize uh, that the Bible is our guide, not man. Uh, the Bible is yeah. our guide, not the guy we sit across from in church. The Bible, the Lord and Savior is a light, not man. It's God. And, you know, I was talking a minute ago about First John, and I, I just turned my Bible over there. First John 1 John 1.5, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. So we got to understand that we see this distorted image, we see this documentary, we hear these different things about people who call themselves Christians. Hitler called himself a Christian, and he was as far as that as possible. We need to look to the God of light. And when we're hanging out with people who are trying to extinguish the light, they'll never do it. Light always comes over darkness. But when we see darkness, we got to leave, folks. We sure do love you. Listen, we're going to be hopping more into this light thing. We're going to be talking about John the Baptist. We're going to continue on with the life of Christ. So happy that Kevin's here looking at this with us so we can make sense of what's going on and apply it to our lives. We love you, folks. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.